Today is Monday, April 5th. The title for our devotional is John 17 in Context. In John chapter 17, we come to what is commonly known as Jesus' high priestly prayer. It is called this because, as we will see, Jesus prays in a very mediating form for his disciples and those who will believe their message. Since mediating between God and humanity was a primary task of the priesthood, this name fits well. Yet, it does not explain all of the themes within Jesus' prayer. We'll talk about all of the themes this week and next week. We're going to take some time today to read it in full. But first, let's look at the context. This prayer falls within the farewell discourse of John 14 through 16 and the broader context of the Last Supper in chapters 13 through 17. This is Jesus' final meal with his disciples before the cross. Knowing that he will soon be arrested, beaten, and hung on a cross, I'm sure these words carried special significance to him. One tends not to waste words when death is imminent. Up to this point in the meal and conversation, he has informed them of his departure, to their great dismay. But he's also told them the way to be with him. That way is himself in the famous John 14, 6. He has washed the disciples' feet, promised them the Holy Spirit, instituted the Lord's Supper, informed them of their despair to come, yet their peace in himself. Chapters 13 through 17 of John contain so many of the treasured statements of Jesus. This is truly a sacred time for Jesus and his followers. Being as far along in our study as we are, it should not surprise us that Jesus closes this time with a prayer before they leave for the Kidron Valley and the Garden of Gethsemane. This prayer has three primary movements, which we can see clearly below. If you navigate over to the devotional page, you can see it laid out there. There are many wonderful themes to explore in this prayer. But this week being immediately after Resurrection Sunday, we will focus on the themes most related to the resurrection. Then the following week, we will unpack the other themes. Today, let's conclude by simply reading the whole chapter. If time allows today, I'd encourage you to go back and read all of 13 through 17 to get the context. I remember asking you to do this in a previous devotional a while back. So if you've done this recently and remember the context, uh, you get a pass on this. So now we're going to read all of John 17. In the first five verses here, Jesus prays for himself. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence, with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Now, beginning in verse 6, he prays for his disciples. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, 
keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Now beginning in verse 20, Jesus prays for those who will believe the message of his disciples, that is, the church. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, and they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. For additional content, I've linked you to a Bible Project video on the second part of the Gospel of John, chapters 13 through 21. In order to get the full context of the book and what John does and a lot of the movements throughout the book, head over to the devotional page where you can find that video. For reflection time, reflect on the disciples' experience of being with Jesus that night. As you read through the Last Supper, the Farewell Discourse, and the High Priestly Prayer, imagine what it must have been like to be there. See as you read the intimacy and love that they shared for one another especially Jesus for his disciples. This must have made the betrayal of Judas and the disowning of Peter all the more heartbreaking for Jesus. As you read, try to put yourself in the place of one of the disciples listening to this prayer. Imagine the confusion they must have had. Imagine the heartache, the love for one another, the uncertainty of the future, and the compassion in Jesus' voice.